Welcome to Seeking Christ in the Scriptures, the teaching and preaching podcast from McConnell Road Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is Matthew Tilly, and I'm the pastor of McConnell Road Baptist, and we're glad that you've joined us for this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the church, please visit us online at mcconnellroadbaptist.org. We're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to look at, starting in verse 3, we're going to read down to verse 7 over the course of this, uh, this sermon. That's where we'll, we'll take our text from this morning. But before I begin, I want to pray and ask the Lord for His help, and I want you to join me in that prayer. Father, I need your help as I preach this to your people. I pray that they are encouraged by it, that they are strengthened by it, and that your Holy Spirit will motivate them to obey your word. And I'm praying this in Jesus' name. Amen. I can speak for myself when I say that I have a legacy of faith that comes before me. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, there might I'm trying to even imagine an exception to this rule. I can't imagine an exception to this rule. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you too have a legacy of faith. Uh, Paul acknowledges this legacy to some extent. If you start with me in verse 3 of our text, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, he, Paul, the writer of this book, this epistle, he is writing to a young man named Timothy, and he says to Timothy in verse 3, I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience. He's beginning to simply say to, to Timothy, he said, listen, Tim, listen, Timothy, I have a legacy of faith that, that stretches all the way back to my forefathers. He has a general legacy of faith. He, his legacy of faith was ancient. It actually would go all the way back to Abraham and Isaac and Moses and David. He could go back in his history. By the way, you and I have a similar history. We can actually go back to those men as our forefathers uh, in the faith. We can go back to them. But, but we have a general legacy of faith. He has that general legacy of faith. I have the same thing, that ancient legacy where we can go back to Abraham, Moses, and David. We also have... Uh, beyond that, we even have a legacy of faith in the early church, which this church would associate with the church in Acts. We would see ourselves as, as, as offspring of the church that, was, that came from Acts. So we have that great cloud of witnesses that's gathered around us. That legacy continues on into the last several hundred years. We are a Baptist church, so we have the legacy of a Baptist faith, a nonconformist faith. We do not uh, participate in some of the, the major mainline denominations. We are Baptist, and that has a lot of connotations to it, but necessarily means that we have, a, we have a heritage that comes through the years that we can look back to, churches and men and women who, with sweat and blood and tears, contributed to what we enjoy today. We also have a heritage here at this church, this specific church. It started with this, this fall. We'll be celebrating 75 years of God's faithfulness here at McConnell Road Baptist Church. And that's because there were men and women in the decades prior to this one, and of course in the most recent decade as well, but have contributed, have invested, have worked, have labored. Some of you could testify to the fact that you were saved. You confessed faith in Christ because there was someone Maybe it was a member of this church, maybe it was a Sunday school teacher, maybe it was a pastor, maybe it was somebody that came across your path and they introduced you to Jesus Christ. Some of you even walked forward in this church and 
confess faith in Christ and we're baptized in this baptismal pool so you can look at this very personally but we have that general legacy of faith that through the years person after person after person has passed down this faith in Jesus Christ and has shared it ultimately with us that's what Paul's acknowledging when he says that he thanks God whom he serves with his from his forefathers with pure conscience we have that kind of a legacy as well a general legacy of faith but he's talking to a man named timothy and he says in verse four that he greatly he says greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that i may be filled with joy saying i'm looking forward to seeing you verse five when i call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee he said i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you I, I, he, there was a there was a certainly an emotional personal attachment to uh, to uh, timothy that they had had there but he said one of the things that comes to my mind is this faith this unfeigned, this pure faith that's in you. But he says, it's in thee, but keep reading that verse 5, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. He says, you've got not just a general legacy of faith, Timothy, but you have a very specific legacy of faith. Timothy had a godly mother and a godly grandmother that somewhere down the line taught him about the things of the, of the, of the Scripture. They introduced him to this faith that both he and Paul would hold on to. I can speak for myself, and again, maybe you will reminisce with me as we're talking about this for your own personal legacy of faith. My legacy is I know that my mother ensured that I was in church the first time that I possibly could. She brags about the point that I, at least until I was, I don't know how old, but at least five or, five or ten years old, I never missed a service. I mean, from the minute I was born, I can't remember exactly which day. She could tell you down to the minute, I'm sure. But whatever day it was I was born, that next Sunday we were in church. Now, I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't understand it. I don't remember a thing that was going on from that day, of course. But the point was, I think it illustrates the point of what my mother's dedication was. She was going to ensure that I was in the house of God. She ensured that I was taught the things of God. And not just taught it from a, I'm going to show you or say these things, but she also showed it to me with the way that she lived her life. I was able to see in my mother the Scripture, the teachings of Scripture. I was able to see that in her. My mother taught me that. My, I also, by the way, it doesn't just stop with my mother. My mother obviously invested, uh, I mean, the first, what, 18-something years of my life, obviously that was, I was shaped and formed by my mother. I mean, that's just how reality was. My father obviously in, contributed as well, but my mother had a very large hand in who I became as a human being. But later on, I was introduced to my now mother-in-law, and there was a woman who exuded patience and a genuine concern of what a good mother ought to be. I was able to see that in her and was able to learn from her things of the faith from her. And now my wife, I'm able to see that, that this faith that I, that I even preach to you all about, I'm able to see that in my wife. I'm able to see that in every aspect of her life. All of that is to say that these women, and those three women that I specifically mentioned, they have provided for me, and I mean this very sincerely, that these three women have provided for me a foundation of faith, a spiritual stability. And I could go back, I, don't I won't take the time now, but I, if you wanted to hear the stories, I could tell you time after time where if I hadn't had that foundation of stability, that I would have gone off into left field, right field, center field, I don't know where I'd have gone off to, because I, I had this tendency to want to roam, spiritually I'm talking about, but these women ground me. What they did was they put flesh and blood 
bone, uh, flesh and blood, they put bones in the theology that I was hearing preached from the pulpit. That's what they would do for me. This, and again, I'm, I'm speaking very specifically from my experience. I hope you had something similar in your life, but I'm telling you that's definitely what Timothy had. These women were not necessarily theolo theologians, sort of icons of, of, of their time. They weren't standing in pulpits, and they weren't doing... No, no, they were just doing what mothers and grandmothers have always done, loving their son, loving their grandson, teaching him, showing him, and living a life out in front of him that there we see that now it began in Lois and Eunice, his grandmother and, and, and mother, but now it's in Timothy. So there's some of, there, all of us have a general legacy of faith. I think many of us, I know I do, have a very specific legacy of faith. And even if you don't have a godly mother or a godly grandmother you can look to, you can, as Paul says here in verse 6, he says, Wherefore I put, in thee, put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Paul was a man who had, he's talked about putting on of hands, he was, had ordained Timothy is really what he's talking about there. But the idea is that he has invested in him. I believe that even if you don't have that mother or grandmother that is maybe your paternal family, your biological family, you are the maternal family, that biological family, you do have people who have ordained, blessed, or invested in you. Maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a neighbor, maybe it was a church member. I can tell you in our church, we have many godly women in this church that if you do not have someone in your family that you can look up to and learn from, there are women in this church that you ought to be able to. They are available. I know that they have that kind of character about them. All of that is to simply make this point. You have a legacy of faith. There has been passed down from generation to generation and then ultimately from person to person the faith of Jesus Christ, knowing that what he says in his word, we not only know the words, that's what you hear from me each Sunday, I try to preach the word to you, but you need to see that word in life and that's what these mothers are providing to them. We all have that legacy. We have that legacy of faith. But here's what I want to teach, talk to you just for a few minutes about. So I want, I hopefully I've convinced you that you have this legacy, but what I want to, tell to you, talk to you for a few minutes about is what are you going to do about it? You've got that legacy of faith, but what are you going to do about it? I want you to see, first of all, in verse 5, that Paul says to Timothy, he says, I, I remember, I'm remembering about your unfeigned faith, the unfeigned faith, that true faith that's in you, which first dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. This faith, it was first in these two women. And, and it's great to have a godly heritage, to be able to look back. And like I said, I gave you my story. You should, if you've got the similar story, it's wonderful to remem, rem, reminisce to what mama did for you, what grandma did for you, or maybe an aunt or somebody in your life that has invested in you. It's wonderful to have that. But I want to assure you that as much as that is a good thing to have a godly mother godly grandmother faith that resides in somebody else it might help you a little bit but it's not going to save you it's not going to accomplish a whole lot in your life it's going to help you and what that legacy the best thing that that legacy of faith can do you can sit there and say well you know my, my grandmother was a faithful godly woman well that's wonderful but has it sparked faith in you? 
to, 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 to watch your grandmother or your mother or any other godly woman in your life to be able to look at them and talk about it. And I've heard people do this. And you probably, you might even been guilty of this. So my apologies if I'm talking about you. But you ever heard people do that? Talk about, look how great my grandma was. And they're drunk. Look how great my mama was. And they're, they're living a life of sin. Look, at, my mama was such a godly woman, read her Bible all the time, but won't darken the door, door of a church. What, what, what does that, I mean, yes, she was a good woman, and I'm glad for it, but what did that do for you? What did it accomplish for you? The good news in Timothy's life, it was clearly in him. He says there in verse 5, Paul says, I, I see that that unfeigned faith is in thee. He says it was first in your mother and grandmother, but what does he say at the last? I am persuaded that it is in thee also. Have you ever, and this is my question to you, have you ever believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself? Or are you, as many, too many people do, depending on the faith of a godly mother, depending on the prayers of a godly grandmother? Thank God for godly mothers. Thank God for mothers who won't give up on their sons and daughters. Thank God for grandmothers who are on their knees every night asking the Lord for their sons and grandsons and daughters and granddaughters. Thank God for women like that. But those prayers avail nothing for you if you never put your own faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Furthermore, and I want to make sure that we're, we drive this point home for you, some of you that love your mamas dearly, and you tear up at every country song about mama, do you know that you will break your godly mama's heart if you do not put your faith in Jesus Christ? You think she's upset when you don't show up for, for Mother's Day dinner, Thanksgiving dinner? How do you think she's going to feel when she is in heaven with her Lord, Lord, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and she is, it's made clear to her that her son, her daughter, is not going to be in heaven with her. I'm thankful for those of you mothers that have that as on your heart, that's heavy on your heart. I'm thankful for the truth of Revelation that says we're going to have those tears wiped away because I can guarantee you there's going to be some tears until Jesus does that. But I'm trying to encourage you that are hearing me, you have a godly, wonderful heritage of faith, the legacy of faith. There are men and women that have given their lives so that you could hear the truth of the gospel. You've got family members, maybe it's mothers and grandmothers, who have invested energy, sweat, tears into you. But those things will ultimately be wasted if you've never actually put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have a godly heritage. You have a godly legacy. A, faith, a legacy of faith. Seize it for yourself. Take it for yourself. Put your faith in Jesus. Now, there are some that are listening to me today, some in this room, in fact, that have, by their testimony, put their faith in Jesus Christ, and we're grateful for that. Thank the Lord for salvation. But I want to encourage you, as Paul does to Timothy, to do the next step here, verse 6. Wherefore, because you have this faith in you, because you've seized upon it, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. You see, faith is more than just a key to heaven. 
It does. If without faith, there's, you're not going to be able to see the Lord. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to put your faith in Christ. You're never going to have an eternal home in heaven. You'll have damnation in hell except for putting your faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. But let me just tell you right now, it does a whole lot more than just get you to heaven. It ought to. By the way, if that's all your faith does, please understand the, what I'm trying to say to you. If that's all your faith does, I do wonder if you actually have faith or do you simply have a get-out-of-hell-free card? Is that all you got? But I believe that our faith does more than just get us a key to heaven. It definitely does that, but it actually changes how we face tomorrow. Look what he says there. He says, I want you to stir up this gift. What is the gift? Of course, the gift he's talking about is that legacy of faith that he's been given by his mother and his grandmother that dwells in him. He said, I want you to stir that up. I want that faith to be active in your life. You think about when you stir something up. If you've got, a, you've got something that's got some sediment on the bottom and you stir it up, what's going to happen? It's going to it's going to infiltrate the whole liquid. It's going to be all through that. It's going to be all in all, and I want you to stir it up. So how is it that we're going to stir up our faith? That legacy of faith that, that, that our forefathers died for, that our mothers contributed to our lives. What are we going to do? If we've got it in us, what are we going to do to stir it up? Well, one, it won't hurt us from time to time to bring it to our minds. Just think about it. And how are you going to think about it? Well, I would recommend if you don't have a habit of reading your Bible and praying, meditating on the Word of God, that it'd be a good thing to get into. Spend a few minutes every day just opening up the Scripture reading something and put it into your mind that's how you stir up that faith it's stirred up but don't just bring it to your mind put it into action make it actually show up in your life that means when you read the word of god do what it says that's stirring it up make sure it's action and then don't just obey a thing or two here and there every now and again actually allow that faith to flourish in your life so it actually shows up in every aspect of your life if you want the theological term for this this is what paul talks about in galatians called walking in the spirit that's what he's talking about there so i think so many of us yes we have put our faith in jesus christ we've done that but i think we're just letting our faith sit yeah mama grandma they've invested in us and we saw it in them and we believed what they believed but it's just sort of sitting on a shelf. I think it's like an old book. You buy a book at a store, because maybe you thought it was going to be interesting, the cover looked interesting. Maybe you thought somebody would think you're smart because you're carrying a book around. I don't whatever reason you thought you'd carry the book, but you never read it. What good does it do to you? Or maybe more relatable, I can about guarantee you, what's the percentage? I'm going to make up a number. 64% uh, of y'all probably have one of these in your house now, a treadmill that you decide to buy. And you knew you were going to get in shape, but you got clothes hanging on it, boxes stacked up on it, dust is accumulating on it. What good does it do for you? And I want to encourage you that the faith that your mother and grandmother invested in you, like they did for Timothy, it's wonderful. Yes, we'll get you to heaven if you put your faith in Jesus. It'll change your life if you obey it. But if you never use it, it doesn't do you any good and it definitely doesn't do any good for the next generation. What good would your godly mother done for you if she never prayed? What good would your godly grandmother have done for you if she never obeyed the Scripture? What good would your godly parents done for you? Do you know what? We wouldn't be calling them godly, would we? 
because they wouldn't be doing, exercising their faith. So if we're going to have this legacy, we all do have a legacy of faith. Let's seize on it. Let's take it for ourselves, but let's also stir it up. Make sure it's flourishing in our lives. What made our godly mothers godly was moving from faith in theory to faith in practice. They did it. They acted on their faith. That's stirring it up. So we need to seize on it, but we also need to stir it up. What good is this kind of faith if it doesn't help us when things get dark and fearful? I worry about this brand of Christian, Christian religion that we, that we hold to in our nation today. It's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think about the, the parable of the sower, you know, when that guy cast out all those seeds and some of it, it comes up, but then the sun gets hot and it starts gone. I'm afraid that's some of the faith, and I'll put quotes around that word faith, the faith that we tend to have in this day and age. But some of you had some mamas, and I, I can tell you, I had my mamas like this. Some of you had some grandmothers like this. Some of you had some godly women in your life like this. That the sun got hot. Times got hard. Times were tough. But they never gave up. They never, they didn't give in. They weren't consumed with fear. They weren't overwhelmed. Were they weak? Absolutely. Were they unable? Absolutely. They knew it more than you did. But they never got to that point where they were overwhelmed by fear, overwhelmed by their weakness, never felt lost and unloved because that's not the kind of faith that they had. I want you to see this in verse 7. In verse 6, he says, I want you to stir up this faith. He says, why do I want you to stir it up? Because, he says in verse 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. See, if you've got a real legacy of faith, you've got the kind of faith that God gives, you do not have a spirit of fear. The legacy of faith that we've been given, handed down from generation to generation, the kind of faith that God gives, is not a faith that makes us afraid or that doesn't help us when we are afraid, rather. It is a faith instead. He says there, we've not been given a, a spirit of fear, but what is the kind of spirit that he's given to us? The spirit of power of love, and of a sound mind. You've got a legacy of faith that is strong, that is deep. And again, even if you don't have it within your own family, I can guarantee you, you have it at this church. Because I know every story I've heard, everything I've read about the former pastors, about the, the works of this church, about the, the, the programs of this church, about the, 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 everything that's gone on here, everything I've heard, it's that kind of faith that you have here. And if you're going to learn anything from any of your former pastors, any of your Sunday school teachers, any of the men and women who sit in these pews, if you're going to take anything from what they tell you, you've got a faith that has real power that strengthens you when you can't do anymore. You've got a faith that has real power that even when you're alone and nobody else is around you, it can, I remember hearing Brother Lee talk about the Lord wrapping his arms around him. I don't know if some of y'all were in that, that opening assembly and talking about that. And I felt that feeling before. It's almost like the Lord himself is embracing you. Nobody else is around you. Nobody else is there. Nobody else knows. But you're there and the Lord is wrapping his arms around you. That's what this faith does for you. 
And he talks about there that it's the faith of a sound mind. It's the faith that when the world is crashing around us, when the storm is raging, when the world is falling apart, we have a peace and a calm. I'm not suggesting that we don't have a few worries on our mind from time to time. Not suggesting we are not afraid. But the faith that we've been given says when we are afraid, when we are devastated, when we are confused, we have one who gives us peace, one who gives us strength, one who gives us hope, one who gives us these kinds of things. You see, what our mother's faith, if it was this legacy of faith that we're talking about here, what it does for us is it shows us, it points us to the fact that our Savior, Jesus Christ, as he says over in, I think it's in Luke, where he talks about how he would gather us up like chickens under a hen. He says that's what he does. That's the kind of faith that we have is that he's that kind of God. I want to thank God for providing godly mothers and grandmothers who exhibited this kind of unfeigned faith. Again, I can tell you my own experience. I, I don't know if y'all have all the same experience, but in my own family, but also throughout my church experience, in I, this church, I'm seeing that. We have people like that that have this unfeigned faith who pray that we will have it too. I can tell you as a pastor, I'm a grown man now, but I'm the pastor of this church. I've got people, particularly some women in this church who I know they've told me as much, and I know they are praying that God will give me the faith that I need. I know that, and I need that, and we all need that, and I'm so grateful that God has given us that. So today what we're doing is we're honoring our mothers. Some of our mothers are in our memories. They've passed on, and I know that. As sad as that is, we can be grateful to the Lord for the investment that they had made while they were here some of us are honoring our mothers in appreciation as i said we're grown men we're grown women so our our mothers while we may be friends with them we may talk to them they're not in this it's not the same relationship you had when you were a little kid anymore but that ought to mean you grow in your appreciation for them because you don't have that you now can look back with the maturity of understanding what they've done for you but also don't want to miss out the fact that we need to honor those mothers some mothers in, in encouragement there are some who are actively in, in many in our church who are actively trying to pass on their faith to the next generation maybe they have children now there's even i know several in our church have grandchildren and you're trying to, and I know the, the, the influence is different, but nonetheless it's there that you can pass on that faith. And I want to encourage our mothers and our grandmothers this morning to encourage them to pass on that faith to the next generation. And lastly, may we all, every one of us, however God has given us that legacy of faith, may we seize on it for ourselves. Don't let it just be mama's faith. Let it be yours. Let's stir it up. Don't let it be some faith that's going to maybe help us in the by and by. Make sure you're using it right now. Make it real. Be that godly man. Be that godly woman. Be that person that you've seen in others. Seize it in your own life. Or stir it up in your own life. And then in the middle of that storm, if it's real, I think you'll sense it.
you'll feel it. It'll be there. It'll be. I, I can say that because I, 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 I actually have experienced this one very recently. In the middle of the storms that we've been going through, the faith that I have been passed, has been passed down to me is what has kept my rudder straight. That's what's kept me going in the right direction. It's because of the faith of my mother, my father, of those many that have gone before me. May the Lord allow us to seize on it, to stir it up, and to sense it in our circumstances. Thank you for joining us for Seeking Christ in the Scriptures, the teaching and preaching podcast from McConnell Road Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Pastor Matthew Tilley, and I'm so glad you joined us here. But if you'd like to learn more about the church, please visit us online at mcconnellroadbaptist.org.